Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Marriage Talks podcast. This week, we're doing it a little bit differently than you're used to. We had a little bit of a technical glitch with our recording. Long story short, the audio for the episode we recorded this week wasn't quite up to our normal standards. So we wanted to do something a little fun and take you guys through a little trip down memory lane. This episode you're about to hear was only the second time we'd ever recorded anything at all. So you may be able to tell a huge difference in quality. We had some brand new mics that weren't the best, but um, we felt that the the topic was really, really useful and fun. And we were just kind of finding our feet when this was going on. So it's kind of cool to, to listen back and just kind of enjoy how it all started. And uh, we hope you guys enjoy this one as well. If you want a beautiful garden, if you want a beautiful marriage, you have to cultivate it. You have to put time and effort into it. You have to grow it. Hey y'all, welcome to the Love Doing Life podcast. We are Elizabeth Ann and Michael. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about dating your spouse. <laughs> are you Canadian? <laughs> <laughs> talking about dating your spouse, eh? We just alienated an entire country in our second episode. This is legit. No disrespect to Canadians. Michael's just being funny. I love Canadians. Canadians are pretty awesome. Yep. Legit. I know one. I can't say I know any more than one. I know a few. You do? Yeah, because I'm cool. Canadians love me. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) It's been happening all night. (laughs) The headphone tether cord. She's she's gesticulating with her hands. Um, gesticulating. <laughs> this is rated PG, okay? You can't take gesticulating on a podcast. <laughs> she keeps on bringing her hand down and then like chopping, like karate chopping the cord. It's pretty short. We're really close to this um, mic. I'm a very animated person. I feel like, um, I mean, I didn't my DNA testing and there's zero Italian, but I feel like Italians are my spirit animal. Mm-hmm. You are very, <laughs> you are very animated and that's why I was drawn to you. <laughs> <laughs> Should we tell people what we're talking about? This seeing as we're at like a minute in. Yeah. <laughs> so, Oh, you did. You said spouse. That's why. We, yes. We I are, was talking about spouse, though, just in case that spouse. was lost on anybody. We are going to be talking about dating your spouse. I feel like we need that. Wah, wah, wah. Beow, that beow, beow. <laughs> Her sister does it really well. Oh, my goodness. It cracks me up every time. So it's really important to date your spouse. And what exactly do we mean by that? Basically, it's pretty obvious. It's the same. It's the same and yet <laughs> like, it's different. You're like, what do we mean by that? It's I'm pretty still obvious. trying to figure it so out I'm myself. So I'm basically <laughs> not going to answer that question. If you didn't get it, too bad, so sad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let you define dating your spouse. Webster's Dictionary defines dating your spouse as planning a date for one spouse and executing it to perfection. No. Perfection. Yeah. There's no room for that in this relationship. (laughs) 
um, you know, dating your spouse, you know, planning, planning dates for, for your spouse, um, ladies, that is not just a man responsibility. Um, you can definitely plan a date for your spouse. I, I encourage you to do that, tailor a date specifically for him, because we're going to have different ideas when it comes to like dates. Like if Michael got to choose exactly what like his dream date would be, it would be very different than what my dream date would be. And that's totally okay. Um, so you just got to think about your spouse and what they would like. And that's a form of service. It's a form of loving them, putting their needs above your own. So Taylor creating, um, a date and sometimes it may just be dinner and a movie and that's okay too, but it's a great date, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so, too. Depends on the movie, though. Well, sure. But if it's a bad movie, you just make out. Yeah. Or go full-on Mystery Science Theater on it and really poke fun at it. Yes. That is a fun date. That is a fun date. That is a very fun date. Um. So, why is it important? Marriage is... It's one of those things where... Everybody kind of falls into a pattern. So wake up, get your coffee, go to work, work hard, come home, get your dinner, put the kids to bed, watch a movie or a show, get on your phone. It can get really – obviously, that's not a good template. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's clear where I was going with that, but that's totally what I do every day except lots of phone time. Now, um, we tend to be pattern – oriented people yes i think uh, people tend to be oriented routine yeah. that's a better word routine oriented for sure so there's comfort in it yeah exactly you know you kind of know what to expect but after a while you know that gets pretty boring and mm-hmm. there's just there's already so many factors that are going to basically not tear you apart i think that's kind of aggressive way to say it but just kind of gently well pull in different directions yeah well the world world does not care if your marriage succeeds or not it it does not care so there's a lot of factors pulling your attention away from your marriage for sure i'd say now more than ever yes for sure. absolutely so basically it's just taking intentional time to break up the monotony of the routine to show your spouse you know, we mean business, you're important to me, and we need to spend some time away from all this in kind of our own little Shangri-La zone and just me and you the whole time, at least for, shoot, an hour at the very least, you know, just sometimes. At the very least, for sure. Um, it's, it's cultivating your marriage. Like you said, it prevents you from getting stagnant, falling into that mundane routine Um, marriage, like we said in the first episode, marriage is hard. (laughs) It is very hard and it takes work. And if you get like, I just, the spoiler alert, if you get married and you think it's going to be a walk in the park, we're here to tell you it's not, it is not a walk in the park. Um, it's, it's very, it's very difficult and you have to work at it. And, but it's the things that you work the hardest at are the most rewarding, I think. And I think a lot of people would say that. Um, I would say I don't think anybody 
tells anybody that marriage is easy. You'd be surprised. Really? Really. I've never heard that. You, mm-hmm. People yes. be lying. Through their teeth. Uh, so it's, it's hard and, and it just, you, you need a really like old granny cheesy, but like, you know, just imagine a garden. Like if you leave a garden, it's going to get dilapidated and it's going to get nasty and it's going to be like, well, I don't want to have any business with that anymore. Like if you want a beautiful garden, if you want a beautiful marriage, you have to cultivate it. You have to put time and effort into it. You have to grow it. Like if you want an exceptional marriage and a strong marriage that in this day and age where it is so easy to go astray from your spouse, if if that's what you desire is to have an exceptional marriage, a godly marriage, you have got to put in the work. It That is the only way for it to succeed. So dating your spouse is one way to constantly pursue them. Um, I just, I like, I remember when we were dating, like, Dating somebody and pursuing them is exciting. Very. Like the the excitement and the, what is it? The pursuit of, what's it called? Pursuit of happiness? No. Like that Will Smith movie? <laughs> no. No. The, there's something, there's excitement in the chase or something like that. There's like a the thrill of the chase. Thrill is that what it is? Yeah. Thrill of the chase. So like there's there's something very thrilling about chasing somebody in when you're like dating them. Like you really you're chasing them. You're you're saying, Hey, look at me, look at me, like I wanna pursue you, I wanna impress you, I wanna like male what's the the um male peacock, like let me show all my colorful feathers and like hey the the image <laughs> the image of the thrill of the chase is hilarious to me because like oh it's so fun to chase the other person. I imagine the other person with their back towards me running away. It's like this is great. I just love as as hard as I run, she's running even harder to try to stay away from me. Yeah, that of Monty Python that just popped in my head. Run away, run away. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um we're we're deviating a little bit. <laughs> uh, but yeah. That's why we have editing software. We'll probably keep all of this stuff. We will. We should. Because it's funny. This is this is real life. Oh okay? that that intro, oh, I was cr- I realized I was speaking very high. I was trying to be Elizabeth, and then we started talking, and then I realized, oh, <laughs> we're actually keeping that intro. <laughs> I thought we were doing a, a test for volume. Oh, well. So, very, very important. I think the key is just the intentionality. Is Yes. It's kind of like, like most good things. You're not just going to stumble upon no. it. You cannot stumble upon a thrilling marriage. You cannot stumble upon a deep relationship, not just with your spouse. I would say that's true with all human relationships is if you just like, if you just get lucky, if you want to try to get lucky to have a great best friend, it's not going to happen because you have to like seek that person out, text them when you think about them. Um, and, and then tenfold for a, a spouse. Yes. Yes. Intentionality is so key because you think about, well, I think about the things in my life that I'm intentional about. Um, and 
why am I intentional about those things? Well, I'm intentional about those things because they matter to me because I care about them. And, and I love, I love whatever it is. So my spouse, my kids, like I'm intentional about those relationships because they're important. And if I lose, I feel like if I lose that intentionality for my marriage, that's that's some red flags. Um, why am I no longer intentional about my marriage? Why am I no longer intentional about dating my spouse? I've got to dig deeper and figure out why that is. So being intentional with as simple as planning a date for Michael and saying, okay, what is his ideal, uh, date? It's going to take time and it's going to take effort but I'm going to see the joy that he has in that and that that date brings him because it very well could be something that I might hate, (laughs) but it makes him so happy. (laughs) Sunday, Sunday, Um, Sunday. Yeah. No, (laughs) Um, that is just not for me. Um, thankfully that's not your ideal date, (laughs) but more power to you. If that is, let's just, let's pretend that that is your ideal date. It would be a major sacrifice for me to buy tickets to a monster truck rally and to take you and, and to try my absolute best to find joy in it. But I think the important thing is, is that it's not necessarily about my joy in that kind of a date. Um, it's about the fact that it brings you so much joy. So that makes me happy by proxy. I think the opposite would be like your background is dance. And on a couple of different occasions, I've taken you to a ballet. So ballet is one of those things where I can appreciate it to a degree, but they tend to be fairly long. Um, I will say the Orlando Ballet Nutcracker mm-hmm. was not tedious that was was one of those things where i was like well she really likes ballet she likes the nutcracker it's pretty good i'll go see it but it was so well done that ended up being quite the opposite for me it was like that was awesome yes there's some good artistry yes i think one of the beautiful things is that when you when you make a i mean you could call it a sacrifice um because really that's not that's not michael's ideal date is going to see the nutcracker. That's probably not something that you would you agree that you would choose. It's like, hey, yeah, that's my number one thing. It's December again and the nutcracker's in town. <laughs> we should go. Um, but he knows that that's going to make me so, so happy. And it lights him up when he sees how happy I am with something that he has done for me. So I think that there is a place for those kinds of dates those kinds of dates where you you plan something for your spouse that is not something that you would plan for yourself, but you know that it's going to make them really happy and it's going to bring them a lot of joy. And I think that those types of dates are important. I also think that sometimes you're probably not going to, um, you know, have a home run with a date and it'd be super extravagant and that's okay. Sometimes, like we said, you will have the dinner and a movie kinds of dates, but there can still be some great memories made and great joy found there. And sometimes you also have to think about your, your budget. (laughs) Not every date's going to be a nutcracker kind of date. 
Yeah, the good old budget, the wet blanket of life. <laughs> so we kind of had a a bit of a, I won't call it a disagreement. We were typing up show notes or talking points about whether or not to, and this is for you guys who have kids, whether or not to talk about the kids while on your date. My thinking was that it's really a, it's, it's really up to you. Um, but thinking, think about this. You probably talk about the kids anyways, all day, all every day. Time. So that's kind of a subject you guys will probably, it's pretty well trodden. So take the chance to, on the date, talk about something different. Kind of like go back to the time when the kids weren't around, when you had, you know, different things to talk about and just kind of, you know, do a new path from a, from a conversational standpoint. Um, you kind of, it'll be kind of enjoyable to see what you can come up with. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I, I found myself when we, after we had Charlotte and we were going on dates, we were able to get out of the house for a few hours right after she was born. Like all I wanted to do is talk about her. Like, Oh my gosh, she's so precious. I want to eat her with a spoon. Oh my goodness. I could just kiss her all day. And like, I just want to like legit talk about her all day long. And after we had a few dates like that, I just kept thinking like, okay, I haven't learned anything new about you. Like I don't like, sure. We shared a meal. We went somewhere, but I don't feel that we had the kind of date that we might've had when we were pre-marriage. Which, you know, not every date is going to be like that. But you th- when I thought about our dates pre-marriage, I was like, we talked about all kinds of things. And just the topics were endless and the conversation was so easy. Um, I mean, if if you don't know, if, if you're not like close friends with uh, Michael and I, but we used to go to the coffee house and quote steady when we, when we were in college and we would just talk for four hours and be like, oh, they're closing down. We, I guess we better leave. Um, Eventually we had to stop calling it that. It's like, we're not, studying. we're not studying. We're just, we're just talking. Uh, but I just, I thought I was like, okay, I've got to, I've got to stop talking about Charlotte. I've got to stop, stop talking about our kids because I want to learn something new about you. And I want to have just an interesting conversation with you that doesn't involve our child. And now we have three. And so I had this thought and I was like, what would Seinfeld do? And I don't think I've ever shared this with you, but like Seinfeld is notorious for being about nothing. Like they sit there and they talk about nothing, like whatever pops in their mind, completely circumstantial, like just... I had the waitress did something funny and they talk about it for 20 minutes. Like it, it will not necessarily Seinfeld. The things that they talk about will not enrich your life truly, but, but they just, I know some people who would highly disagree, <laughs> go on. but you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, they just, they like, like he said, it's about, it's a show about nothing. I mean, that is a big famous quote about the show Seinfeld. One of the best episodes. Right. So, um, so I was just like, okay, what, what would Seinfeld do? Like, what would Seinfeld talk about in this circumstance? And so I just had to kind of remove myself from 
don't talk about the kids. Don't talk about now that we are doing a podcast together. We're not going to talk about the podcast while we're on a date. I want to talk to Michael about something that's been on his heart, whether it's, you know, something he's um, dealing with personally, like, you know, we're always working on something like, you know, my pride is um, getting the best of me this week, or I'm not really in the word, or what are you reading in the Bible that excites you? Like things like that. Let, like, let me dig a little bit deeper into you and what, um, what are some things that you're either struggling with or you're excited about that just don't involve the kids or don't involve, um, this venture that we're doing together, because I think that those are important avenues to talk about. Um, I think it's very like, if you're, if you're a stay at home mom, you're probably, uh, from time to time struggle with having like your own identity. A lot of times as a mom, I get wrapped up in my identity with my kids and, um, and that's not a bad thing, but having your own identity as a woman, like that's something that also needs to be explored and celebrated and have some attention to as well. And so it's, it's a nice refresher. I think if I'm talking to you about you and not you and the kids or, you know, you in this podcast, like let's talk about some other stuff that we probably wouldn't naturally talk about. Again, that goes back to intentionality. Yes. Being super intentional. Mm-hmm. That should be the name of the episode. That's the name of the game. That's a Apple song. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> I'm just thinking about those snaps. We're going to have to edit those out. It's going to peak this thing so bad. I can't help it if I have a really great snap. Still learning the ins and outs of... Uh, editing podcasts. Um, so one of the things I think that we've struggled with when it comes to dates is like, we don't have any money. <laughs> we sit there and we're like, <laughs> yeah. like, how can we go on a date? We don't have any money. I guess we just can't go out on a date. And while that feels like because of Instagram and Facebook, it's basically just a bragging highlight reel uh, um, because of those social media platforms. It's very easy to get caught up in like, oh, they're going on this date and they're going there and they're going here. And like, I need to do that. I need to do that. You need to do what is right for you and your spouse. Like for Michael and I, we need to do what's right for us. We super enjoy a cup of coffee together. That is legit where our dating started. I was just going to say that, that that to me is just some of the best times we've had were at a coffee shop. Yes. Coffee dates. Shout out to Jittery Joe's Woo-hoo. in Athens. Uh, one of the best coffee shops ever. Um, but doing what is right for you and your spouse, you got to think about um, like when we create a date, we have to think about what we enjoy we enjoy coffee shops. Um, and then like, can you, can you get a babysitter? And then, you know, you got it. We think about when we can actually go. So 
unfortunately, coffee shops around here close fairly early. Um, so I, I think we're just super spoiled with Athens. Like things would stay open till midnight and we got a big reality check when not every place was open that late. What do you mean close at nine? <laughs> nine? What? Um, I'm just getting started, baby. <laughs> party with my decaf coffee. <laughs> I will say it is a coffee shop, not a dance club. Yeah, but come like, Nine is early. I feel like nine is kind of early. I, I don't know. My 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 perspective may be super skewed, but um going so if we go on a, on a coffee date, that's definitely gonna cost us less than ten bucks, which is a super affordable date, and we get to stay for a couple hours. Like to me, that's a great date. It's purposeful time with you. And we talk about great things. But, you know, there have been times where we haven't been able to even go out on a coffee date. Maybe we don't have a babysitter or we just don't have a coffee shop. We've lived in places where there's not a coffee shop near us. So. True thing. Our, our first house was a cabin. Not a cabin. I wish it was a cabin. <laughs> don't, don't I don't know mislead, why I said that. Don't mislead the people. I think I said cabin because <laughs> the next three words were in the woods. But it was a trailer in the woods. So when you say there wasn't a coffee shop around, there was, there was nothing. Just random houses here and there. <laughs> you know what was around? Spiders Roaches. and rats. Yep. Not cool. But yeah, we there were times when we didn't even have a coffee house around us, but you brew a cup of you brew a pot of decaf coffee or if you're dangerous, pot of regular coffee. And you just have a date at home for free. And having those dedicated times we've learned approaching eight years of marriage has just been so important. I mean, I, th- I feel like we went through a season where like we hardly ever went out on a date. That's true. I mean, in a, in a six month period, it might've been three, maybe. Yeah. I was nodding my head. Then I realized that that doesn't translate very well. <laughs> you can't see me. Um, but we actually started a thing that every Wednesday night, so the majority of Wednesday nights we have um, our community group, but uh, after that we get the kids down and we've probably got about an hour and a half left of day before we go to bed. And so we decided, I think like we were just kind of craving time together that was not filled with kids or other people or just distractions basically. And, and we were like, what if we just the rest of that evening, since it's not a super long time and you can't really like start a project or really get a whole lot done in that time. Cause let's face it, you're just exhausted. What if we just spend the rest of our Wednesday night as date night at home and we either play a game, have a glass of wine, coffee, just something where it's intentional time together. We're chatting about stuff, keeping each other accountable for things that maybe we're going through. 
And we've been doing that for a month. Yeah, let's just say three weeks. About three, a month. four weeks. And I feel like it's been time well spent. Absolutely. Um, and it, and that's kind of to our previous point. It's just basically a date night can be as simple as just being at home, but being a little bit more specific about what you're doing at that time. Yes. Not allowing the phone to, phones to creep in, not allowing the computer to be the centerpiece, but just one-on-one doing an activity together. I agree. So date, like don't, I want to encourage you, don't think that a date night has to be something extravagant. It does not have to be 50 to 100 bucks because let's face it, movies are getting ridiculously expensive. Um, Even throwback movies are 11.50. This movie came out in 1983. <laughs> um, dates don't have to be expensive. Um, they don't have to, don't measure your date up to somebody else's date. Do what works best for you and your spouse in the the um, life season that you're in, especially that's, if you've got young kids. It's hard. That's where you'd be happiest anyway. You, right. You're never happy when you're trying to be somebody else. Exactly. Because, again, if you're measuring up to their Instagram or Facebook, that's a cultivated version of that anyway. So it, of course, it looks amazing. Yes. It's the highlight reel with filters and enhancements. It's, it's not, it's not real life. So we have a challenge for you within the next seven days. We want you and your spouse to have a date night. So in the next seven days, don't plan one outside of the seven days within these seven days from now, have a date night with your spouse, choose to go out or stay in, find a babysitter if you need to, but plan a date with your spouse and be intentional about that time. It's so rewarding. It is incredibly helpful to your marriage. And it's, and I just think it's so vital. So that is our challenge to you. Please, please, please do it. Let us know. You can find us on Instagram. Um, let us know how the date went. You can find, you can reach out to us, uh, via our website, lovedoinglife.com. We are love.doing.life on Instagram. And we would absolutely love it if you would subscribe to the podcast. We would also love it if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts on Spotify or on Google Podcasts, whichever platform you use. This just really helps us get the word out so that other people can find us and hopefully enjoy listening to us as well because honestly, we we think we're pretty cool. (laughs) Basically, Um, best podcasts ever. Ever. But yes, leaving us a positive review would be so meaningful to us and subscribing and also sharing it with your friends. That is the best way for us to get the word out and to let other people know that mm, we are pretty cool. Uh, but no, seriously, we love you guys and we love that you you have taken the time to listen to us. It really, really means a lot. So we thank you. See y'all next time. Peace.